Welcome to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast, where I help entrepreneurs go from scattered to streamlined in their creative businesses. I'm your host, Dolly DeLong, a wife, a mom, and a photographer turned systems educator. Join me every week as we have conversations centered around creating tactical workflows and automations in your business. Now, let's make some strategic workflow magic. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Systems and Workflow Magic podcast. I am your Systems and Workflow BFF, Dolly DeLong, and today I am so pumped to have one of my good business friends back on the podcast. I don't know, fourth, fifth time, I don't know, Emily Emily Conley of Emily Wrightswell is back, and this is a huge milestone for our friendship because we're on YouTube together now. Yeah, it's we're just like blazing new paths. Um, I'm so happy to be back on the podcast. I'm so excited to have you. And right before we hit record, I was reminding Emily, like Emily is the first guest on a new series that I am doing all centered around the power of launching. And so I guess it's just meant that we start out on a bang because I wanted to really have a great series to help serve my audience really well. And I just thought, why not just start out with Emily Conley? Because she's been always been a good guest and she's fun and relatable. And Emily, you're really good about like breaking down concepts, especially around copy tips, because I, I feel like as business owners, we overcomplicate copy. And so along the terms of launching, we overcomplicate launching and then we overcomplicate copy and launching together. So this is going to be a really good episode. And before we dive in, do you mind sharing with the audience, just in case they're brand new to the Systems and Workflow Magic podcast, who you are, what you do, who you serve, and just overall why you are an amazing copywriter? Well, thanks for that introduction. I'm Emily. My business is Emily Writes. Like Dolly said, I'm a copywriter. I mostly write websites, sales pages, and emails for online business owners, um, primarily women who are like passionate about helping other people in some way. My clients love to use their personalities and to really like differentiate themselves, right? And are not afraid to stand out from the crowd or actually like trying to do that. So I really help people tap into the power of their personality. I think that's one thing that makes me really good at my job is I believe that every single person has a wildly unique voice that deserves to be heard. And so I like to highlight people's differences, how people are unique, how they really shine in a really like authentic, meaningful way. So yeah, that's what I do. And not to embarrass Emily, but because Emily and I are good business friends and she knows my voice so well, Emily has actually written several pages of my own website and she's brought out the personality side for, I don't know, like to better serve my clients. And so Emily, like you do a phenomenal job at what you do. You're gifted. Thank you. I know anytime I work with Dolly, I get to like make a Harry Potter reference. Yeah. So that's always really fun for me. Yes. Love yeah. You. And let me just, again, like a plug in for Emily, like the power of copywriting and fusing your personality in it. I've had people reach out to me 
through search engine, like Google, they found me on Google. They read through my website. And one of the top things they always say to me in my contact form is I love Harry Potter too. So I knew that we needed to work together. So I was like, it's all Emily Codley. (laughs) I love it. So anyways, Emily's awesome. And speaking of awesome, I wanted you to do a plugin, like an early plugin for your YouTube channel. Cause I know that this, if you are not listening to the podcast, if instead you decided to watch, watch it, this is Emily, you're meeting Emily right now. And if you're like, oh, I really want to learn more about copywriting tips and business tips to apply it to my business. Emily, can you share a little bit about your YouTube channel? Yeah, it's still being built, but we've got some really great stuff on there already that you can go dive into. I like to share a lot of just like really practical how-tos with copy. A lot of times it's, I just want to know how to do this one specific thing, or I want to avoid these mistakes. So my videos are, I used to be a teacher. They're very educational. Also dig in a little bit to like, what's it like to own a business and that kind of stuff, but mostly like copy specific tips how to write a good call to action, how to avoid certain mistakes people make in sales copy, all those different things. Awesome. Well, I watched some of your videos the other night because I was like working on a project and I was like, oh, I love this, especially the one about having a well-oiled website that's working for you. You were interviewing somebody else and I was like, these are really good points and tips. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's with Felter. She's an amazing designer. So yeah, bridging into a little bit of that too. So maybe some future, maybe you can make a guest appearance Ooh. on the YouTube channel in a few, in a future episode. It'll be like crossover. You remember those things from the nineties and early two crossover episodes? It'll yes. be like that. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> All right. So transitioning from copywriting tips, let's talk about copywriting tips for launching. Because again, I know that this series is all centered around how to prep for a launch that you may be like, you want to plan out or you don't know where to start or you're like, what's a launch? If you are listening in to this podcast, watching the YouTube channel, then this is a really good starting point for you. This is episode one of the series essentially. And yeah, I know that there are creative business owners who struggle with launching. And I do want to say a caveat or side note, asterisk point, make a point in saying that I believe that there's not a one size fits all when it comes to launching. So when you hear people saying, I will give you a roadmap or I will give you the blueprint you need to launch. I don't want you to come into these episodes thinking I'm giving you step-by-step instructions. This is exactly what you need to do. So I want you to look at these as puzzle pieces or different types of puzzle pieces that you can apply to your own business. And so in these next eight weeks, like you're going to learn new things to apply it to the back end of your business and apply it to specifically to launching. And you may, you can take it or you can leave it, but either way, These are different components of launching and I want to get you unstuck and just actually having like taking those baby steps to build some traction to actually launch hopefully next year or in the years to come because your business has amazing things to offer. So whether you're launching a digital product or launching a service, take those baby steps anyways. So Emily, 
let's talk about copywriting tips for launching. Yeah. So I love that you don't approach this in like a prescriptive way. I feel very strongly about there's best practices. Sure. But I don't really buy into like rules when it comes to copy. And you're like, I don't really buy into rules when it comes to launching. So I think it's a great fit. I will say with your copy with a launch, the most important part is actually before you even step into pre-launch. So this would be the first thing you want to do is plan. So you have to plan your copy and listen. I am the least planner type person who ever lived. Like I don't like planning. Like I, I like to just show up and do things. I don't, I'm not organized. That's not my thing. But with copy, like 80% of the work is actually in the planning stage. So like when I work for a client, when I write for a client who's launching, I send them these documents. They're like, oh my gosh, this is all amazing. And they see the end, the finished product, right? What they get, what you're actually like putting on the page when you're doing this for yourself is really only like 20%. Like most of the work is happening before you ever start. So we want to go like before you ever pre-launch. And we'll talk about what happens there copy-wise, right? You want to plan. So yeah. Do we want to talk about like what that planning might look like? Yeah. And for those of you who are listening in, the dynamic between me and Emily are we're very opposite. I need a plan for the plan. I love planning so much. So this is like, I I get excited about planning. Well, I'm glad you do because I'm like, this is the most boring part. I've talked people into it. And then I'm glad there are people in the world. I'm married to a planner. So we balance each other out. That's Um, good. Yes. When it's up to me, we just, you know, sell our house and move to Australia, which we don't want. Which, and if for those of you who are new to Emily, she lived in Sydney for a while. That's why there's that little Sydney poster behind her. There is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was not planned. That was very spur of the moment. I love uh, it. But we're not going to do that with our launch. Okay. We're going no, to launch. No, don't do that. Plan. Yeah. Yeah. So the first most important thing you have to figure out before you ever write a piece of copy for a launch is what does your offer actually do? In copywriting, we talk a lot about the rule of one, and this applies to a lot of things. You should have one audience. You should have one promise, like one transformation, one call to action. So like the more specific you can get with your copy, the more effective it's going to be. So we really want to start off with what is the one core promise of my offer? Now, here's what I want to say. You're probably like, my offer does like 45 different things, right? Like I don't just help people do one thing. Are you crazy? Like I help people do all these things. And that is true. So what you want to do when you're planning is to start big and you have to write it down. You can't just, I'm the queen of like, oh, it's in my head. Like oh, I gosh. Yeah. got it in my brain. No, no. <laughs> it doesn't. No, it is not real until you write it down. Okay. That's true. So Google doc, pen and paper, I don't care how you write it down, but you want to make a list of every single benefit or result a person could expect to get from your product, your service, your offer, whatever it is that you're launching and get really concrete and specific. A lot of times I'll talk to clients and they'll be like, oh, it'll help you save time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But what, like how? So basically everything that exists out there that you can buy will either help you save time or help you make more money. Or do both of those things. So those don't count. You got to think beyond it, right? So think through the process, get really, really specific, write down every single benefit someone could expect. 
That's the first thing. From there, I think it's really helpful to group things together and actually narrow down your list, right? So maybe you come up with 32 things that your offer can do. What I would encourage you to do is go through and kind of clump them together. So for example, if you're like, ooh, it helps you like build more confidence. It helps you feel more prepared. It helps give you a more positive outlook. Those all are like mindset shifts, right? Mm-hmm. So you could come, you could be like, okay, I'm going to put these three things together and I'm going to say it's going to help you shift your mindset around whatever topic your offer helps. With. So for me, I'm going to help you shift your mindset around copywriting. So then that would encompass all of those things, right? So we'll narrow it down and then you have to get really honest about what matters most. And only one thing, you can only have one core promise. So at the end of the day, yes, we do all these things. Yes, you you have all of your things written down. It's all amazing. But what really moves the needle in someone's business, whether this is something that like is unique to your offer, like, okay, all the people who are doing this type of coaching help you do all these things. But my offer or my like coaching service also helps you do this other thing that's completely unique. It doesn't have to be totally unique, right? Like you can be doing exactly what everyone else is doing, but narrow it down to that one core promise. And that when you can write it down, this service will, and you write down your one and really only one. Dolly's probably like, what about three? Dolly likes about 10. (laughs) Every time I work with Emily, you all, um, Emily's like, okay, we're going to have to condense this down. (laughs) I'm like, but I need to express all my thoughts, feelings. I am like using my hands because I'm like so passionate about making people understand everything. But it's true. We do feel that way. And so like, yes, but you have to really narrow it down to one core promise. What is the one thing like no matter what else happens, I can promise you that you will get this thing from this. And when you can do that, when you can plan to that level, like your launch is going to be more successful. It just is because you're going to be so clear. There's other things to think about too, when you're planning, right? What do people need to know before they buy? For what I do with copy, a lot of my education is about explaining like why this matters. What's the difference in professional copy and just like when you put words on the page, right? Anyone can write a sales page. It's not that hard to put words onto a page, right? It's not photography or design or something that takes a skill to create it. It does take a skill to do it well, right? But like technically anyone can sit down and put words on the page. So what do people need to know before they're ready to buy? And then also thinking through what's going to hold people back. So what are those obstacles? What are the things that are holding people back? And everyone always says, what's the number one reason? People always say, oh, it's the price. Yeah, it's too expensive. Too expensive. People aren't going to spend the money. Everyone always picks money as their objection. The honest truth, like the actual truth is that it's very rarely your price. Very rarely. I believe that because I've seen it. It happened to with me and my buying style and decisions, but like I could say something is really expensive and then the next week purchase a program that was like the same, if not more, because I was like, I really need this problem solved now. Exactly. Yes. So think through and I always advocate to ask your audience, pull on Instagram, send an email, 
If you have a small group of like trusted people who would fit your ideal client, like for me, I have a group of like past clients that I sometimes will reach out to and maybe it's six or seven people and I'll be like, hey, I really appreciate your input. Can you answer this question for me? You can do a poll on Instagram. You can get the information, but ask people like, if you were going to invest in this thing, whatever it is you're launching, like what, what would hold you back? What would get in the way of you saying yes? Because often people have things you would never think of, right? Oh, I'm not like confident enough. And you're like, wait, what? I don't think I deserve this. Or I don't think I'm at this point in my business. And sometimes people are right. Sometimes like, I hate talking about like overcoming objections because sometimes those are just facts. And like, I always like in my copy to acknowledge that of, hey, there are plenty of reasons not to do this. And some of those things are very valid and very true. And like, you have to trust yourself. But and like, I've specifically called that out, like often, like in emails or on sales pages. And I'll be like, but if this is what's holding your back, this is why that doesn't, right? But being really honest and that changes based on like your brand voice and how you like communicate. But yeah. There are things besides money that will hold people back from buying. Yeah, I love that so much. And if I could be like, give a tangible example to the listeners and the viewers, something that holds me back right now is time Uh, because I have two littles and I know specifically where I feel like where every hour, I know where every hour is going because I've meticulously mapped it out and planned it out, tracked it out and there's, I literally cannot create any more time. And so when people are like, I get wary, when people are like, I will help you create more time. I'm like, no, you can't like, cause I know where all my time is going. I know I'm not being wasteful. I am working like specific hours around my boys' schedule. So time for me is a lot of it is the deciding factor for me. So I love that you, you brought up like pricing is is an objection, but yes, there's like deeper reasons from just pricing. So when you think go through all those things, right? What is holding people back? What do they need to know before they're ready to buy? What is the benefit or the transformation? What is the one core promise? When you have planned that, which means you have a document where like all of those answers are written down. They're not just in your head. You actually wrote them down. Like you are ready to go into your pre-launch copy, but you're not ready until you've done those things. Okay. I love you. So uh, I just said, I love you. I meant, I love it. And I love you too. I love it. (laughs) If you are listening to this episode live, I have some time sensitive news to share with you today. After listening to this week's episode, I really want you to head on over to the show notes and get on the wait list for the systems and workflow magic bundle, the 4.0 launch edition today. Yes, you heard me right. The popular bundle is back, but in 4.0 form. So if you are ready to sprinkle in some strategies and puzzle pieces and SOPs and workflows of learning how to apply launching into your business to better impact 2024 and hopefully beyond, get ready, my friend, because coming February 5th through February 9th of 2024, you are going to have access to over 28 plus experts who are going to be contributing different launching resources to help you grow in knowledge, understanding, and confidence in how to implement launching in your own business. 
Now, this bundle includes resources that will help you out with the puzzle pieces of planning out your own launch to pre-launch planning to actual launch week planning to what the heck to do after the post launch because there are different phases. I specifically dreamed up this bundle after witnessing and hearing so many creative-minded business owners struggle with knowing where to begin in the planning process of launching a service or digital product. Or maybe you have a product or service and you don't understand all the moving parts involved in launching. Or maybe you just feel overwhelmed and you want guidance with where to begin. Either way, this bundle is chock full of resources, mini courses, templates, blueprints, all with the mission of helping you get started with launching. And yes, especially if you are a team of one and are running the show on your own. So you don't want to miss out on the Systems and Workflow Magic Bundle, the 4.0 launch edition. So head on over to systemsandworkflowmagic.com to get on the wait list or head over to the show notes today. Let me ask you this question. Is 2024 the year you learn more about launching and how to apply the principles and strategies of launching to your own business? I certainly hope so. And as always, stay streamlined and strategic with your workflows, your SOPs, and strategies. You amazing muggle you. I'll see you in the launch bundle. Hey, fellow entrepreneurs and creatives, I've got a little secret to share with you today, an exclusive private podcast that will change how you think about launching. I am so excited to share with you how to plan out your first or next digital product launch, a look into the four different launch phases. Now, this is not your average podcast. It's a private podcast designed to give you insider insight into the intricate world of launching. Because there are so many moving puzzle pieces of launching, and I know launching can be overwhelming to the business owner who doesn't have an entire team working for them. Here's the catch. This podcast is private. The only way to unlock this wealth of launching knowledge is by signing up. Yes, you heard me right. It's a secret private podcast. Your VIP pass is waiting for you in the show notes, and all you have to do is sign up to get exclusive access. Over four days, we'll dive deep into the different phases of launching, breaking down the complexities and helping you uncomplicate and untangle the entire launching process. It's like having a launch strategist or AKA your systems and workflow BFF whispering secrets directly into your ear. But here's the thing. This is not available forever. It is a limited time podcast and the doors to this secret podcast will soon close. So if you're ready to revolutionize your approach to launching, you need to act fast. Now, how do you get on the secret? Super easy. Head on over to the show notes of this podcast or visit systemsandworkflowmagic.com forward slash private dash podcast to sign up. Once you're in, get ready for a journey that will transform the way you launch your ideas, your products into the world. I don't want you to miss out on this opportunity. I will see you inside. Okay, so this would 
be mostly the second phase of this conversation then, because we talked about the planning and now we're talking about the pre-launch copy. So phase yes. two. Okay. Yeah. So pre-launch is when you want to think. So if you start with plan, pre-launch is really your time to prime. In copywriting, we love alliteration. So these are all going to be P things, which is very exciting. But so you want to prime your audience for what you're going to do. So I always like to think of this as if you're familiar with the buyer's journey, everyone calls it like slightly different things, but basically there's awareness and then there's interest. So awareness is like knowing that you have a problem, uh, knowing that problem can actually be solved. And then interest is like wanting to solve that problem, right? So those are the first two stages of the buyer's journey. And that's really what pre-launching is all about. You really want to focus on those first two things. You are priming your audience to win. So you take care of all that. So then when you launch, you're not having to do everything right all at once. People are already ready to buy. So this is when you pre-launch well, and when you have, we'll talk about specifics of what you talk about in your copy. But when you pre-launch well, people are ready to just buy. A lot of people are ready to just buy when it comes to actually launch time. Those are the people who like click the link in your email, they go click the link in your bio, they just scroll down to wherever it says, whatever your call to action is, yeah. and they complete it. Those are your people. Those like, are that's your dream. People. Yeah. yeah. Can I insert myself and say something about Please. your people? Yes. If what Emily was saying in your planning phase before your pre-launch phase and your planning phase, if you have a general idea of who your people are, even if it's five people or six, which by the way, that's a lot of people. So don't be like, I need to have a hundred people. No, like even if you hit five people, reach out to them and do like meetings with them, like a recorded Zoom call or Voxer with them to get their words from them. Uh, like, because when you get words directly from your people, that will boost up your own copy for your sales page and landing pages and email nurture sequences, all of that to get more people into that buyer's journey that are like your people. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's great advice. And if you can't do that, you can also, I would say that's definitely preferred is actually talking mm -hmm. to someone. You can also look back through your testimonials that you've collect from people and like specifically look at someone who would be a good fit. Oh, I worked with this person. They would be a great fit for this offer. Let's see what they had to say about the process of working with me. And maybe it was like in a one-on-one -on -one capacity, like it's probably not in the way, like if you're launching something for the first time, you're not going to have testimonials like about that specific offer or product, but you can look and get those from, yeah, existing testimonials. Yeah. yeah. That's great advice. Oh, um, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So like priming, right, is about doing two things. It's probably about more than that, but we'll talk about two specific things. So you want to like bring up the pain points. So this is the awareness of, I'll give you an example. I, when I first started my business, I like signed up for Dubsado. I saw all the people, oh, everybody uses Dubsado. Cool. And then it was horrible. Like I wanted to cry. I already told you I'm not a systems person. Like I'm, I do not have Dolly's brain like for systems and structure. And I could not figure it out. And I just was like, well, I literally did not know that there were people you could pay who would do it for you. So I had to like 
actually figure out that like this pain could be fixed before mm-hmm. I ever was ready. I didn't know that was an option. I was yeah. thought it was just like, you suffer through, right? So you want to help people feel like seen, right? So talk about the actual pain points. Now I want to be really specific. When you are pre-launching, you don't every single time, let's just say I'm going to pre-launch the copy party. It's a course where I teach people how to be copywriters or how to write better copy for their own business, right? So if I'm like in pre-launch, everything I post and everything I share and all the copy I write in my emails and in my social media content and all that stuff, I don't always have to say in the new course I have that's coming out soon, you don't have to reference the thing that you are launching. As you get closer, you probably will start to like drop in little things, but you can just talk about the pain points. Man, are you so tired? Like, it's so hard to stare at a blank page and write a convincing sales email. That's really hard. That's not your job. You can talk about all the like not knowing what to say, not knowing what to include, all those pain points. You just talk about them. You help people feel like, oh man, she gets what's hard for me. Like she's in my head. And then also the second part outside of the pain points is the education part. So all of those things you need people to know before they're ready to buy. Why does, why does this thing matter? Why are you the right person? You can pre-launch, you can write plenty of things about your experience specifically related to whatever it is you're doing and the thing you're launching. So for like the copy party, I could in pre-launch talk about how I used to be a teacher because I am teaching people how to do something. So like I actually have a lot of experience in like being a teacher. So I can, I could talk about that. And I don't have to say in my past experience as a teacher, which I'm going to teach you in my new upcoming course, right? You can just put it out there. It can stand alone. So you're priming people without explicitly telling them. Does that make sense? I love that advice so much because you're right. Once you get from the priming of the pre-launch phase to the actual launch, that is when you're going to hit heavy on, okay, this is what I'm selling. Like you don't have to like constantly sell the product in the pre-launch. You're like, no pun intended, you're priming your audience. Exactly. And if you start hard selling mm-hmm. in People the are launch phase, yeah. you're going to, yeah, you are going to be done. You're going to be so tired. You're not going to want to hear yourself. You're going to be tapped out before you ever actually launch. That's so true. Yeah. We're just getting people ready for it. We don't have to tell them like, yeah, you can drop in little fun, you know, like, oh, if this is something you struggle with, you might be really excited for what's coming later. You can drop those little nuggets in every now and then, but the priming really is a standalone thing. So it's very specifically connected. You're doing all the awareness, you're building the interest, all the things you wrote down in the planning stage, those pain points, the education, the things that they need to know like why this is unique, all of that stuff you're like starting to talk about, but that'll be a really solid pre-launch, which also just makes it a no, like, okay, so I've done this. I've had this experience before where I'm like following someone on Instagram and you don't see everybody's stuff like every day, but you know, it's, oh, she's always talking about this. And then it just like one day it's like a, a switch flips. And then now you're talking about something completely different and you're like selling that can be really disconcerting and people can be like wait what is going on so it's a very natural progression when you all of a sudden are like oh I'm selling this thing people are going to be like 
oh, she's been dropping breadcrumbs. You're be Taylor Swift over there, like masterminding, dropping all your Easter eggs. And then people are gonna be like, oh, this makes sense. We we saw this coming, right? No one should be surprised when you like switch into launch mode. Like it's a very natural progression. Clapping my hands for you. That was perfect. Yes, it's a good reminder to. So if you are listening in, stop and take notes on this or re-listen, or if you're watching this, please be taking notes because Emily is dropping some golden nuggets for us right now. Yay. Now we're like primed, right? So yeah. now the last thing is to actually promote. Um, this so is that, phase three. This is phase three. Yeah. So this is when you're actually launching. So there's a ton that goes into a launch, but copy wise, which is really what we're talking about today. One of the best things you can do in a launch when you're in the promotional stage, like you are, this is the thing I'm selling. Here's all like you are, it's out there. You're promoting it is to have rinse and what I call like a rinse and repeat descriptions that help you build brand recognition and really help you stay on message. So these are things that you can write down in your planning stage. You also don't have to, you can come up with these as you're moving more towards the promotional stage, towards the launch. I'll give you some examples. So like when I talk about website copy, I always call it clear, compelling website copy. Okay. That is how I talk about it in my business. Other things I always tell people, I help you make more effortless sales. Mm -hmm. And that is a phrase that I just repeat all the time. A website that works with you. What is it? A website that works with you (laughs) while you live life on your own terms. Yeah. Right. So these are things, those are rinse and repeat descriptions that I use all the time when talking about websites. So if I'm launching a special website offer, I'm going to be saying those same things over and over again, which I think it takes like a pressure off. So when it comes to copywriting with a, like, there's so much writing a lot of words, there's a lot that goes into it and you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You don't have to be like coming up with brand new ways to describe something every time. In fact, like, please don't. Don't do that. You're going to confuse people, right? So come up with some of those rinse and repeat descriptions that you can share throughout the promotional period that would also be repeated on your sales page. They'll be in your emails, right? All of those things that you're writing, they'll be on your social media. You'll talk about them on your stories. And then people are like, oh yeah. Like I had someone reach out to me the other day and I'm like through my inquiry form on my website. And she put, it was like, what do you want help with or something? She was like, I want those effortless sales you're always talking about. I was like, perfect. Okay, I can help you do that, right? So people will start to connect you with the things that you're saying. So that's, yeah. I want to remind everyone, like this, this takes time. So if you're brand new to launching or if you're brand new to business, like if you're brand new to this process of actually planning a launch, like you really have to give yourself grace and give yourself lots of time to constantly be refining your message and being known for something very specific. Because let me tell you, I've even though I've been educating on all things systems and workflows for the past three years, guess what? I'm finally getting people who are coming to me and they're saying, oh, when I think of you, I think of systems and workflows. And this has been three years in the making. They didn't start saying that from the get-go, like it's been three years where I'm consistently getting people coming to me and they're like, oh, you love systems and workflows. So when I think of Dolly, I think of systems and workflows. Yeah, no, I think that's such a good point too. And so like, that's actually one 
benefit of launching is that you actually part of what you can like track through this isn't copy related right but like part of what you can track through a launch is actually like new people who come so like when you're launching you're just going to be more visible you're going to be out there a lot more like you're going to be people are going to be like sharing your stuff like it's just it increases your visibility every time you launch And one of the benefits from that is that like you will attract people who like don't join, they don't buy, uh, they may not say anything to you. Most of the time they won't. You might not even know that they're there. And then like Dolly was saying, like three years later, they're going to come and like pay you for this like high ticket service that you do, or they're going to join three, you know, you're going to launch the same thing three times and they're going to join in the third launch. So one of the reasons you want to take the time to plan is to make the most of this messaging opportunity. Mm -hmm. So a launch really is an opportunity. Even if you, I have launched things that had zero people sign up, like full disclosure. And I not like an off the cuff launch. I planned, I primed, I promoted and like no one joined. That has happened to me more than one time. Mm -hmm. And my first reaction is always to feel really bad about myself and to be really sad and to like, you know, believe this means I'm terrible and nobody likes me or whatever. That's not, which is not true. It's never true. It's not true for you. It's not true. Yeah. But I let myself feel those things for a few minutes. And then it's like, what can I learn? What can I learn? And oftentimes my biggest takeaway is, you know what, when I look back on this, I thought I was being really clear But my messaging was confusing in this one specific spot. And I will find something that like next time I can like change or, oh, I didn't have anyone buy, but like I have 14 more people who are subscribed to my email list. True. Yeah. That's a win. And so I think as cheesy as it is, a launch really can't fail. Like you really can't fail if you choose to learn something from it. Yeah. And like you, the only time you fail, like going along that is if you just give in and give up, throw in the towel. And you're like, this must mean X, Y, Z about me. Yeah. That's what, that's the beauty and the scary part of owning your business. Like you're putting yourself out there and yes. And especially with launching, you really are putting yourself out there and it is, it's a refining process. I will say that because I've launched maybe I'm going to say five times in each process of refinement, it exposes all these things about me, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm still insecure about this. Or, oh my gosh, I learned this about myself. Like it is a refining process. Yeah, it really is. And I think that's why nailing like the copy piece is so helpful because there's going to be days when you have it scheduled to show up on stories and talk about something and you're going to not feel like it. You're gonna be like, no, everyone hates me. This isn't going well. Like I don't want to do it. And if you have written down, if you have your rinse and repeat descriptions, if you can at least get on and be like, Hey, this thing, here's what I can promise you it does. And you have actually like written that out and done the work on your messaging. Then it makes it a lot easier to show up when you don't want to. Cause I can guarantee you I don't think I've ever had a launch. Even my most successful, like I had a a beta launch one time that sold out like in the first like 35 minutes. That's literally as good as it gets. The price was stupid. Like it was, I did not, it was not a very profitable launch. I'm not charged nearly. But still, like, wow. And still, even in that time period, I was like, 
I don't want to send this email. Like there was still self-doubt. There was, and that's literally like the best case scenario. So there will always be times you don't want to show up. And I think being really clear on what you're talking about, why it matters is just a really nice um, thing to fall back on. And it also will just help you sell better outside of your launch. So just like when you go through this process and you plan and you like, figure out how to prime your audience and you figure out how to promote like with this really clear, compelling copy. When you've done that, you can then turn around and do that better on a sales call. You can do that better just on your own website. You can do that better in your day-to-day content and copy that you're sharing. So I do think it like pays off. It's like a like training for a marathon and then like running a 5k is really easy, right? I don't I do love any that. Of those things. I don't, I don't run marathons. I also don't run 5k. Tony runs 5k's, but those feel so much easier, right? When you've done this. And so I think, yeah. Emily, you have definitely brought um, so much wisdom to this episode. And I, I like, I am throwing a little nugget out for those of you who are listening into this podcast episode or watching on YouTube, I want to stress to everyone that Emily is going to be a part of the systems and workflow magic bundle, the 4.0 version, because there's been four versions. This is the launch edition. I'm so excited. And Emily, do you mind sharing with the audience what you will be contributing to this launch bundle? Yeah. So really more specific copy tips. So we've talked broad, like here's what we're going to do. And we're going to really drill down into actually what that looks like. So like, cool. I know I'm supposed to do these things. What does that actually look like? What copy is included in a Mm pre-launch? What copy is included in a launch? We didn't even really talk about post-launch, but like there's specific things you're going to be writing after your launch is over too. And so we're going to like break those down, have some checklists, have some templates and some things that you can like use to actually like do it. Oh, Emily, I'm so excited. And thank you again for not only being on this podcast episode again with me, but for being a part of the bundle. Like I'm always so excited to get to collab with you. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Always a delight. Of course. And for those of you who are listening in or watching, I want to say thank you so much for tuning into episode 105. I am so pumped that you decided to listen or watch all the way to the end. And I do want to ask like a big favor. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend, a business friend, and let them know about this new series coming up, which is all centered around the power of strategic launching and the different puzzle pieces, the different systems and workflows involved with planning a launch. And so until then, have an extremely streamlined and amazing week. You amazing muggle you. Until then, Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast. You can find full show notes from today's episode at dollydelongphotography.com forward slash podcast. If you're loving the podcast, I'd be so honored if you'd subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast player. Be sure to screenshot this episode, share it to your stories, and tag me at dollydelongeducation over on Instagram. Until next time, go make some strategic workflow magic.